Hey kids, Mandy here, and I wanted to personally invite you to join me for Cincinnati Song Initiative's first ever Fellowship of the Song, happening May 20th through 25th. In addition to a week full of amazing concerts, song workshops, and classes, I'll be leading some seriously fun study events on heartwarming topics such as murder ballads and exploring death through music and poetry. Should be a great time! (laughs) You can participate as an auditor, whether you come to Cincinnati in person or join remotely from your comfiest couch. And the best part is that all the week's events will be recorded for unlimited viewing through June 26th. So, what are you waiting for? Head to cincinnatisonginitiative.org forward slash audit to learn more about this groundbreaking new program for song. And I hope to see you in person or online. This episode of Follow the Leader discusses mature content and may not be suitable for all listeners. Please note that suicide is mentioned during the course of our discussion, so please use caution when listening. Check, check, one, two, mic check, that's a healthy looking waveform. Your mom's a healthy looking waveform. Seems kind of rude. All right. Okay, hold on. Oh gosh, here we go. Welcome to Follow the Leader with me, your host, Mandy Madrid Sikich. On today's episode, we are discussing song number five, Der Lindenbaum, from Schubert's Winterreise. If you are a fan of the podcast, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the usual places. And please, if you like what we are doing on the podcast, tell your friends. And if you don't, then tell your enemies and maybe they'll listen to it. Don't forget that we are hosting a giveaway where one lucky listener will win a copy of Ian Bostrich's book, Schubert's Winter Journey. All you have to do is write a review for the podcast, send a screenshot of your review to our email, followtheleaderpodcast at gmail.com, and that's it. I'll probably be choosing a winner sometime during the summer, so you have some time to, uh, to work on your uh, stellar review. Here today to co-host our episode, we have Brian Sickich. Hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually genuinely shocked each time I get asked back. I'm happy, so happy to be back, but it just is intriguing to me well, that, I actually... that my presence is requested, desired. <laughs> Might I even say, you know, I don't know, people people are seeking after me and this, this feels nice. Oh you, oh, you think they are, do you? Well, apparently you guys are, so... <laughs> I don't know about people, but person, <laughs> one people, that's me. I'm very grateful that you are here today, Brian. And I think that our dynamic and conversation is great because, you know, we have one person, an expert, that would be me, and then another person, you, who's just kind of the ra- random bloke on the street. Oh, I'm going to have to add that to my resume. <laughs> random bloke on the street. Presence requested at podcast. But it's great because you ask questions a lot of times that I don't think mm-hmm. like to to answer before they've been asked. Sure. The, so. the outside perspective. Yeah, yeah. The, so the common think. folks musings. Yes, that's it exactly. So thank you for your common folks yep. musings. Well, it certainly establishes, you know, our ranking. And now <laughs> I know that you're an expert and I'm not. So. <laughs> we do know that. All right. All right. All right. So uh, let's turn to the topic at hand. In our last episode, we left our wanderer and he had been frantically searching for any trace of his sweetheart, some kind of keepsake that he might take with him because he realizes that all he has to remind him of her is the pain of their breakup. And if his heart were ever to unfreeze, her image would melt away. You remember that? Yeah, he he obviously wasn't in a state of mind that he like wanted to be in or mm-hmm. was ideal, but he also couldn't let it go because then he knew that what he was suffering through currently was his last fragment of her. Exactly. Nice recap. So the next song, Der Lindenbaum, offers a potential rest from all that frantic panic. Let's take a look at the translation. Der Lindenbaum, the linden tree. By the well, before the gate, 
there stands a linden tree. I dreamt in its shade many a sweet dream. I carved in its bark many a word of love. It moved in joy and in sorrow, me to it ever again. I must also today wander by it in deep night. There, even in darkness, I closed my eyes. And its branches rustled as if they called to me, Come here to me, lad. Here you will find rest. The cold wind blew straight in my face. The hat flew from my head. I did not turn back. Now I am many hours' distance from that place, and always I hear the rustling. There you would find your rest. <laughs> this poem is so good. I just get the shivers from it. I think it's probably one of my very favorite poems from the cycle. I mean, number 23, Die Sonnen. that's my favorite poem. Um, but this is a really close second. Uh, it's just so understated, and I feel like it's the best of what Müller has to offer. Few words, but an insanely impactful message. Um, Brian, before we dive in, I wanted to ask you, what do you think the tree is really saying here? Uh, first off, I think it's saying, ouch, stop carving your <laughs> poems into me, your words. <laughs> I think that's like uh, old school graffiti, basically. Yeah. It's vandalism of sorts. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, I think it's, I mean, trees kind of have a special relationship with humans in general, mm -hmm. or or at least some of them. I, I tend to be very fond of trees mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. um, there isn't a tree that I don't uh considered to be like uh like an old friend or a, mm -hmm. or there's mm -hmm. some sort of like it's more than just like a plant mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um and so yeah the sort of sort of that inviting the warmth the mm -hmm. like come mm -hmm. come rest from the sun so like i'll protect you from that mm -hmm. i don't know what else it would protect it from Ooh, okay. but I, I, I don't know like then that, i'm a blout uh, i'm a blout <laughs> <laughs> then I am about to blow your mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't some people say that uh, like trees with the, with the branches, it looks like they're trying to hug you or something like that too. I don't know. Yeah. I think sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think also when you are under the influence of certain substances, they can also <laughs> look like they're coming at you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. But also most of the time too, I feel like they have so much personality. Like, yeah. You'll see, see a tree and you'll be like, oh, that guy is like parting or waving his hands or this totally. guy, this guy has his hands on his hips or this guy like is striking some sort of like a very, you know, extra pose. Yeah. You know what? That is so true. Um, and I don't know if we're, we're saying that because we have mushroom eyes. True. <laughs> or if everyone in the world thinks that. But um, I think just about every tree is sending out an invitation mm -hmm. to like come and marvel mm -hmm. at it because they really are marvelous things yeah well and i'm curious i don't know if you, if you'll eventually get into mm -hmm. it but like the type of tree yes and each tree mm -hmm. does have its own yes. personality like the weeping mm -hmm. willow like it's you know it, I don't it, know. It's weeping. Okay. It, yeah. It's yeah. It's totally weeping. <laughs> yes. So okay. So all tell, of these tell me about the personality of the linden tree. <laughs> well, first, I'm going to tell you about this specific tree, and what this tree I think seems to really be saying. So uh, Susan Ewins says in her book, "Retracing a Winter's Journey," Schubert's Winterreise, um, she says that the invitation is a beckoning to death. That if he stands there and just listens, he will freeze and die. Now, I've always seen this tree calling out. I've always seen it as the, a beckoning to death. But I think that the death I've always imagined is one that has more movement with it. Partially because of the way that Schubert sets this musically. And you'll see what I mean when we get into it. Um, and this this kind of death to me feels like a death by hanging, maybe mm. that I can see the the tree offering this place to to hang your rope and to sway beneath its branches. And and you'll see that as we get into the musical setting, um, it doesn't feel to me like a, a death by freezing, by like standing still. Um, but that's that's my opinion. It doesn't ex 
explicitly say, right? It doesn't explicitly say in the text, but I, I think the subtext is that he's offering this kind of eternal rest. Yeah, so when it says there you would find your rest, we're not talking about like a little nap under the tree. I don't think we're I think talking we're, about a nappy poo. I, yeah, I think, I think we're a little more... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's a little more of a permanent rest. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. So um, as you were saying, you know, why this specific tree, um, this kind of tree. So let's talk about linden trees. Why the linden tree? Do you know anything about the linden tree? I do not. Okay, great. But I feel like you have some notes for me. I do. <laughs> I do have some notes for you. So actually... Um, they're commonly called lime trees in the British Isles, but they are not closely related to the lime fruit tree, the citrus tree. They think that somewhere along the line there was like a corruption in the translation. And instead of being tr uh, translated properly, um, it was translated to mean lime tree. Linden trees are one of the most attractive ornamental trees because of their symmetrical growth habit. Um, they provide a deep shade due to their thick growth of leaves, which might be interesting for us and our traveler. Uh, linden trees usually have a lifespan of a few hundred years, but there are some specimens thought to be more than a thousand years old. And in fact, the oldest one is a very famous tree in Europe that they think is almost 2,000 years old. Uh, a strong fiber can be obtained by peeling the bark off the tree and soaking it in water. And those uh, inner fibers after that can be made into ropes and mats and coarse fabrics. Uh, so this tree is actually really useful. All parts of it can be used. The flowers and the fruit are used for teas and tinctures. Um, the flowers have been used for their tranquilizing, sedative, and hypnotic virtues against insomnia. Um, linden can reduce stress and anxiety and promote sleep. And I even saw some recommendations online for taking a linden bath. <laughs> that just sounds so lovely. It does sound delightful. <laughs> right? I could go for one of those. Yeah, like pour yourself a glass of wine, have a linden bath, turn on some classical music and light a candle. <laughs> Ideal evening in. Yeah. Um, German towns often had and have linden growing in the town center. Some of the town linden alive today are reputed to have been planted many hundreds of years ago. Um, also, it's the root for the German city of Leipzig. So uh, originally, uh, Leipzig originates from the Sorbian name Lipsk, and that's where, and that means linden, and that's where we get the name Leipzig. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, communities would gather to celebrate and dance under linden trees, and they would also hold their judicial meetings there in order to restore justice and peace. And it was thought that, you know, this great tree would help the community unearth the truth. So very much a part of, like, the community goings-ons. Goings-ons? Go goings-ons? Goings-on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with all of those. Okay. The linden tree is one of the most important in German literature as well. In the Nibelungenlied, a medieval German work dating back to the 1200s and passed down orally, Siegfried, the legendary hero who killed a dragon, gains his invulnerability by bathing in the blood of a dragon. But while bathing, a single linden leaf sticks to him leaving a spot on his body untouched by the blood, therefore giving him a single point of vulnerability. Then there's the medieval German poem Unter der Linden by Walter von der Vogelweide, which I just think is the coolest name. <laughs> it is. I'm, I, only you could say it with such uh, <laughs> potency. I'm sure there are other people who could say it, but <laughs> I, I do enjoy saying it with great gusto. You give it, you give it a special <laughs> spin. I'll give you that. Um, so anyway, this poem, Unter der Linden, by Walter von der Vogelweide, uh, is the main source of the tree being known for its importance to lovers. I thought I would read to you this poem since it is so important. And this translation uh, is by Raymond Oliver. And... I really like this translation. It's not s exactly word for word, but it's a um, poetic translation. I, I feel like it just really sums up the spirit of the poem quite nicely. Under the lime tree on the heather, where we had shared a place of rest, still you may find there, lovely together, flowers crushed and grass downpressed. Beside the forest in the vale, Tandaradai sweetly sang the nightingale.
I came to meet him at the green. There was my true love come before. Such was I greeted, heaven's queen, that I am glad forevermore. Had he kisses? A thousand some. Tandradai, see how red my mouth's become. There he had fashioned for luxury a bed from every kind of flower. It sets to laughing delightedly whoever comes upon that bower. By the roses well one may, Tandradai, mark the spot my head once lay. If any knew he lay with me, may God forbid, for shame I die. What did he do? May none but he ever be sure of that and I, and one extremely tiny bird, Tandradai, who will, I think, not say a word. <laughs> it's sexy. I mean, that little bird just got a front row show to some <laughs> some promiscuous activities. I think so. I think so. Um, yeah. So obviously, this is um, a, this place beneath this linden tree is um, very much associated with um, meeting for lovers. Heine writes in his History of German Literature that the linden tree was used as a meeting place for lovers, probably because the linden tree leaf is in the shape of a heart. Um, here's a picture of a linden tree. Do you want to explain it to our listeners? It's pretty unique because the like the canopy is mm-hmm. like so close and low to the ground. Mm. It really does provide a ton of shade. Like There's only like a couple feet up, and then mm-hmm. it's just like tons and tons of coverage like it's a really dense tree yeah like it's, it it's is very very thick but also it mm-hmm. it almost feels yeah as if there's like a full canopy where like you could easily not be seen yeah right you know? yeah it's a very kind of, very uh, like thick foliage yeah generous shade and it just seems like a happy tree you know mm-hmm. it really does it uh, kind of looks like a gumdrop yeah it does it's in the yeah the way the the leaves grow it's like Gumdrop shape, you're exactly right. I know. In Des Knaben Wunderhorn, uh, there are many mentions of lovers and linden trees. I'm going to read you some of them. This is, uh, I'm just going to read a translation here, but um, this is one mention of a linden tree in, in Des Knaben Wunderhorn. The noble maiden came to the hollow rock from which flowed a cold little brook. Lady Nightingale sat and sang overhead in the green linden tree. Uh, and that translation was by Susan Ewan. There's a second mention of a linden tree in Des Knaben Wunderhorn that I wanted to read. English translation by Susan Ewan's. When the noble knight came to the linden tree, what did he find under the tree? A maiden who was pleasing. He removed his cloak and spread it on the grass. There the two lay together the entire night until the break of day. He clasped her, he kissed her, he pressed her lovingly to his body. Some more sexy time beneath the linden tree. So spicy. It is very spicy. Um, And then there's also this text by Ruckert, which is uh, very famous for leader singers. Um, It's from Ich atmet einen linden duft. And I'll just read this translation. I breathe a gentle scent. In the room is a sprig of linden, a gift from a beloved hand. How lovely was the linden scent. How lovely is the linden scent. You gently broke the linden twig. In the linden's perfume, I softly breathe the gentle scent of heart's friendship. That one's just very nice. In Goethe's The Sorrows of Young Werther, a lint a linden tree is present throughout the novel. He ultimately decides to take his own life and writes a letter in which he explains his going away as going on a journey. Hmm. Interesting to us, perhaps. Then, after he kills himself, Werther is buried between two linden trees that he had mentioned frequently in his letters, which is also very interesting to us considering what our tree calls out. In the fourth verse it says, And its branches rustled as if they called to me, Come here to me, lad. Here you will find rest. Now, 
In my opinion, this is the first time we have a hint that our wanderer is contemplating that death might be the ultimate rest he is seeking. It's interesting what he imagines the tree calling out to him. It's not necessarily hope, not support. You know, he doesn't say, here, come make a tincture from my flowers type of thing. Uh, there's one mention of the linden tree in literature that I thought particularly worth mentioning. Johann Meyerhofer was a dear friend of Schubert. Um, they, they had a falling out at some point during their lives, but after Schubert died, Meyerhofer wrote very little poetry. Um, and Schubert set many of Meyerhofer's poems to music. In fact, some of my favorite uh, leader are by, uh, the text is by um, Meyerhofer. Meyerhofer wrote this sweet poem in 1834, two years before he himself committed suicide. Familiar place, beloved Linden, I draw near and greet you. I read the proud name carved in your bark and my wild heart grows tender once more. When I cut the unforgettable lines in the dear boundary of the tree, did I foresee that I forever perpetuated a lie, and with it my sorrow? I think this poem is just so um, poignant. You know, Schubert was forever, after he wrote the music for Der Lindenbaum, Schubert was basically forever associated with the linden tree. And I think that it's obvious from this poem here that Meyerhofer is talking about his friend. And it takes an even more tragic context if you contemplate the possibility, and we don't have any sure proof of this, no one ever wrote about it, I mean, neither Schubert or Meyerhofer, but it's been speculated there might have been some kind of relationship between the two. We don't know for sure, um, but if that was the case, this line where he says, um, did I foresee that I forever perpetuated a lie and with it my sorrow, um, I don't know, I think it just takes on some special poignance. One thing I did have a thought about the tree itself is that it sort of seems like there's extreme ends of the spectrum. One is for lovers and for, you know, these these hot steamy nights <laughs> under the tree. And then the other end of the spectrum is like death. And like, you know, like you die, oh, buried be between the tree. You're seeking rest, come hang yourself in the tree. And those are very polar opposite mm -hmm. um, activities, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and, there's the, and there's no like, it seems like there's no like in between. It's either like the highest of highs or the lowest of lows. And. I mean, that's very on brand for... Yeah, I was going to say that's uh, appropriate for <laughs> what, our, what our guy's been going through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but it is also funny because the tree's calling him to find rest. And he probably wishes that he could be with his, you know, his, his chick just chilling under oh, the tree. Oh, absolutely. I think so for sure. All right, let's turn to the music. Musically speaking, the transition from Erstarrung to Der Lindenbaum is quite magical. The insistent triplets of panic in Erstarrung melt into the movement of the rustling of the leaves, like so. to think of those little leaves blowing in the wind and like little beams of like tiny light shining its way through. Oh, absolutely. Shimmery. A hundred percent. I think that that's there. And the fact that you just see that <laughs> is because that's what Schubert did with the music. I think that this transition from the darkness to, to the light that we're seeing in, in the tree, it's a spine tingling moment in its beauty. And it, as a listener, it's a delightful thing to experience. 
as a pianist <laughs> is very frightening. I've often found this transition so challenging to maneuver. My heart is always racing, you know, caught up in the wanderer's kind of frantic state of mind of Erstarung. And that finishes. And then you have to transition and, and play the ethereal rustling of the world's most perfect linden tree it's a big swing yeah and and the spot i mean technically speaking the writing it's gorgeous but it's just not easy it's not an easy spot to play it's like a tongue twister but for the fingers um and <laughs> i yeah it just i always have a, a a little a little check right before i go to start this one to make sure i've settled back down into my seat mm. and i've taken a deep breath um, even though you can't really take too long between these two, because I think they really are supposed to melt one into the next. Um, so, yeah, delightful to experience as, an, uh, as a listener, a little bit frightening as a pianist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the triplet rhythmic connection between Erstarung and Der Lindenbaum is noteworthy. In Erstarung, they are eighth note triplets. Here, they are sixteenth note triplets. And... Spoiler alert, this triplet connection will actually carry into our next song as well. But here they seem to be at their most otherworldly. And I love what Graham Johnson says about these triplets. He says that in der Lindenbaum, the triplets finger lovingly through the invisible pages of memory rather than through the undergrowth. Which I simultaneously love and hate because... <laughs> That sounds so nice, like fingering lovingly through the pages of memory. But when I'm playing this, <laughs> I'm not fingering anything lovingly. <laughs> I'm just like trying to hold it together. Also, this is actually the first time in this cycle that a song starts in major. And you remember what that means. It means that we are in a memory. And so here we are starting with a memory. In the last song, there was still a physical connection. He could see where he walked with her across the grass, across the field. But here, I think we have a memory of him alone. Definitely a memory of a happier time where he was carving words, right, into the bark of the tree. Maybe he was carving his and her initials kind of deal. But I'm not so sure that he has a memory of her there, even though we know that Linden Trees are the meeting, you know, are a really good meeting place for lovers. I think if he had a memory of her here that he'd probably mention it. Yeah, it feels like it's more of a wishful thinking that she had been here, but yeah. it doesn't seem like... That was actually a reality. Well, he says that he did carve in its bark um, many like, a lovely word, right? Mm. But um, I think he was probably alone. So I think that as this song begins, as as he kind of slips into this memory, um, he's aware of the... Even though he was alone at that time, it was a more joyous time because he, he had the fullness of, of love. Mm. The introduction is the first time we hear a horn. That's important, and it is represented by this figure. And this figure. The sound of a horn was significant during Schubert's time in that it represented country life. From it, we know we are removed a bit from city society. It aids in this presentation of a heartbreakingly beautiful pastoral scene. With these horns, we very clearly know where we are. Also, horns typically call attention to something. I think that when we hear the horn here, we are meant to understand that something important is happening or that we are witnessing an important moment. Also, I kind of see this little figure. It's a bit morbid, but I see it as representing the sway in the rope that might be there as the instrument of death. Um, it always just kind of conjures that image for me. I can see it kind of swaying a bit on the branch. The, it, it sounds like a little flick of the rope. Does that make sense? Yes, exactly what it sounds like. It's so macabre and morbid, but I just think it adds some depth to um, the performer's 
backstory. And maybe, maybe the audience doesn't necessarily know that that's in my mind when I'm playing that, but they know that something's there, right? They know I'm like really intending something by that. And I think that that's important. In the first two verses, we see the traveler simply recounting his memories. Here we spend a sweet moment reminiscing in the past. And quick little note here, it, there's the issue of verses. So Schubert's setting actually doesn't make the delineation between verses quite so clear. We move from verse one into verse two without really realizing we've gone from one into the next. Just listen to this. Um. where verse one went into verse two not a clue <laughs> it's <was> very flowy <laughs> right yeah. and it's not super clear uh because of this transition here <laughs> I think that this lack of clarity between the verses is significant in that there's kind of this blurring of boundaries. And in this particular song, I think there's this, this element of time travel that we kind of stack the different times on top of each other and we're moving in and out of the past and the present and the future. And so it's a bit blurry in like what's clearly delineated. Um, so we'll, we'll see that a little bit more as we move on. After the reminiscence, there's a transition from major to minor. From verse two to verse three, we transition from memory of the past when he dreamt sweet dreams in its shade and carved words of love in its bark. We move from that to the present where, though he is passing by in deep, dark night, he yearns for a reality even darker and closes his eyes. Once again, to me, this hints at a yearning for death. I mean, <laughs> what's darker than night, right? So I'm going to play a bit of verse 2 transitioning to verse 3. After this moment in darkness, there is again a turn to the major. But this time, I'm not so sure this turn to the major is in the past. Sure, the tree probably did call out to him in the past. I mean, why, after all, did he choose this specific tree? There were probably lots of linden trees around, but there was something specific and special about this particular tree that called out to him, that tempted him enough that he'd carve words of love into its bark. Probably he did nap beneath its branches in the past, so perhaps he is remembering all of that, but I think there's another layer here. I think it feels also like a sweet promise of the future, that should the lad come rest beneath its branches, he will find rest of the eternal kind. 
So a, a bit of time traveling of sorts where we're seeing the past and the future, simul possible future simultaneously. Like a foreboding. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm going to play the tree beckoning just so you can hear that because it's so creepy when you <laughs> see it this way. Come here to mir geselle Here findst du deine Ruhe I mean, if a tree beckoned to me like that, I'd be like, do 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 sure. <laughs> I'm bored. Do you know if there's like an animated version of this? Because in my mind, I can see like this tree with like the, you know, I do not know, but this that would, would be, be crazy, right? a fantastic project for some talented animator. That could be just a, some creative genius, a to spectacular like express work themselves. of art. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. that could be really. Because I literally cool. just saw like a creepy tree. I was like, wait a second, uh, this is not what I normally like to think of trees as being. You know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think. Sure, the tree could be nefarious and could be wanting for his death because he's malicious but i i think also on the flip side it could be that he sees <laughs> how much the poor guy is struggling and wants to offer him a place to to put it all down so maybe it's less like spooky creepy and more just like uh like like more of a i i have compassion on you perhaps but it could also be both it and it could be neither. I that's what I love about Only the tree will know. <laughs> Only the tree will know. <laughs> and that's what I love about poetry like this and music like this is that I think there's it's possible it could be either or mm. neither or maybe a little bit of both. I don't and know. that's where some of like the artistry comes in of mm. just like it's it's whatever you kind of need it to mm -hmm. be or want it to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think in my so I've always kind of gone with a bit creepier um, version in my mind, simply because I like the pairing of the major with this um, creepiness. It makes it feel out of the norm. Yeah, and it's it's fun to kind of play around with subtext uh, in that way. So, And also I've just kind of always been morbid and emo and, you know, dramatic, you know. Ah, it all makes so much sense now <laughs> why you love the song cycle. Yes. So, after this tree beckons to him, reality slaps him in the face, literally. The wind comes at him full force and blows his hat from his head. And that sounds like this. that this is a pivotal moment. It's a big deal to lose your hat on this kind of journey. Now his head will be cold. He's down a layer of protection. So if he was going to be a pansy and come up with an excuse to turn around and give up his journey, he has a really good one. But when the wind blows his hat from his head, he does not turn back. So we now know something new about our journeyman. He is committed. He does not turn to the tree to save him from this reality, but he journeys on. And also, I was actually talking about this with Tyler, who sings for these. Um, we were talking a couple of days ago, and he was saying how partially he thinks the journeyman doesn't turn back because he's scared that the tree's offer might indeed be tempting enough to make him to make him stay so he's intimidated by it he's like well he's a bit frightened i think 
and, and I think that that's a really interesting thing to consider that he could already at this stage in the cycle, this is only five, potentially be so low as to be scared that he might he might end it all right here and now. Hmm. Uh, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't turn around. He just keeps going. The final verse is interesting in that he speaks about now being many hours from that place where the tree is, but he can still hear it rustling. He can hear its tempting promise. Nun bin ich manche Stunde entfernt von jenem Ort und immer hör ich's rauschen, du fändest still kind of haunty it is haunting even though it's major and it's what memory and like recollecting and all right that. but here here it's interesting because it is in major but this he's he's simultaneously in a memory because he's remembering what he just saw but he's in the present because he says he points out he's now many hours from that place and yet it still haunts him mm -hmm. so that choice to not have returned to a dark key, but we could hear this tree beckoning its invitation probably into the deepest layers of subconsciousness. It like lives with him now. I think so. I, r I really think it does. This tune is actually um, deeply ingrained in the German collective consciousness. There was a version printed that had just the simple major melody. It left out the minor part, so it didn't include any of the hat blowing from the head. Um, and Ian Bostrich says that this tune used to be taken out of context more than any other song from Schubert cycles. And it was used as like an outdoorsy, jovial, community singing or boy, boy scouting sort of song, which is ironic considering what the song is truly about. But it, it is outdoorsy. But well, just it is not, outdoorsy. <laughs> not in the kind of way that uh, <laughs> the Boy Scouts, Boy Scouting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Many people know the tune, and there's lots of different versions of the tune all based off of this, but so few people actually know that it's originally Schubert's tune from this cycle. Yeah, it has such a streak of darkness to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, are you ready to take a full listen? Let's dive in. Let's do it. Here today to sing Der Lindenbaum for us is Dr. Tyler Reese. Oh. 
takes you on a journey man <laughs> it's like a journey within a journey it's just one song of like it's one tiny sliver of this dude's experience <laughs> Truly. and it's such a wild ride even just within the one, the one yeah song. this one i think is very emotionally taxing for mm. sure um but really really satisfying to be a part of where does this land on the spectrum out of the rest of the songs in terms of the amount of effort required to communicate it? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. I always find this one it's very effortful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know about the singer's perspective, um, but from the pianist's perspective, yeah, it just this one, this one takes it out of you. Hmm. Is there a shift in tone from here going forward? Because there are yeah. still some very sweet moments mm. in this, you know, the beginning of this mm. has still some very like tender. Yeah, he like gets darker. Memories. He does get darker yeah. as the, as the cycle moves on. I don't necessarily know. I can't. I, d I don't want to say just because there's so many more songs that happen. I don't want to yeah. say like this is the point. Um, but he's starting to close the chapter of like is. her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he really is. He's turning that page, and he is. He's not he's not going back mm. and it does get darker and darker and darker throughout the cycle. There's still um, points of light within the cycle moving on. But I, I think we sense ourselves descending a bit deeper. Well, buckle up, folks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think that that ties things up for us today. Thank you so much for listening to Follow the Leader. If you just can't get enough Winterreise in your life, then you might want to try singing Der Lindenbaum with me. You can find me on YouTube as Mandy Madrid Sikic. Just click on the win Winterreise. <laughs> you also misspelled Sikic. I know. And it's I not the first time I've seen you do that. <laughs> well, because I think I copy and paste this. Yeah. It's and the so show it's notes. Always, yeah, no, it's always there. I've well, always mistyped our name. a beautiful last name. <laughs> <laughs> You can find me on YouTube as Mandy Madrid Sikic. Just click on the Winterreise playlist and Der Lindenbaum accompaniment is there. Remember that Follow the Leader can be found in all the usual podcasty places. And please, if you like what you hear, leave a review. It really helps boost the podcast's visibility and helps other leader lovers find our work. And remember that for a limited time, you'll be entered in our giveaway. If you send a screenshot of your review to followtheleaderpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at leadernerd. That's at L-I-E-D-E-R-N-E-R-D. -E -E See you later, nerds! Ich schnitt in seine Rede.
Okay. Get your butt over here. I'm already recording. <laughs> Just getting the death glare. <laughs> but what are you actually doing? I'm trying to quit these programs so when I come back, my computer works like perfect, but... Oh. Do you need me to help you with your technology? Stay far away from my technology. <laughs> Stay far away from my technology, he says. <laughs> Noted. If you love this podcast, then you'll love the Song Cycle podcast, also by Cincinnati Song Initiative. Song Cycle introduces the coolest and awesomest leaders of the song world today and dives into getting to know them and their unique stories, where they think song in the 21st century is headed, and lots of other great topics. If you're looking for your next source of inspiration as you continue on your own musical journey as a song lover, look no further than Song Cycle with me, your host, Sam Martin. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and join the conversation.